Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022, as we welcome you to the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we bring you episode 289 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture view show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from the HQ. It's Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, as the rest of the panel way too tough to handle, of course, are getting themselves prepared for a very special edition of Revolution coming up here a little bit later. I will explain why. <clears throat> but, of course, also they're checking out tonight's, getting set to check out, of course, tonight's edition of, of course, AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> and we'll, get, we'll hear a lot more about that coming up. Later in the evening, of course, on Revolution, episode number 1,000 will be the new episode 1,095, and I will explain that, of course, here a little bit here in a few moments as well. But uh, tonight on Outside the Ropes, number 289, we'll bring you, of course, the latest pop pop culture news, courtesy of our friends at 411. Plus, also, we'll bring you tonight's pop culture history and birthday report. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits to get you prepped for tonight's special edition of Revolution coming up here a little bit later in the show. <clears throat> if, however, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, one 562 caller ID, one one four one three eight seven pound and press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here today now ladies and gentlemen let us now proceed first off let us see check in with our amazon echo dot see if we have any of course any uh quick headlines of course courtesy of our friends at cnn and in order to bring that attention ladies and gentlemen i will do the following <clears throat> alexa Current news. Chad, here's your news. From CNN. Hello from CNN. I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, January 19th. Individuals vaccinated against COVID-19 are protected against hospitalization significantly more than natural immunity from prior infection alone. That's according to a CDC study published today. Researchers studied four groups, those vaccinated with and without prior infection and the unvaccinated with and without prior infection. Overall, COVID-19 cases and hospitalization rates were highest among unvaccinated people who did not have a previous diagnosis. President Joe Biden held a formal news conference from the White House today as he marks his first full year It's the year of challenges, but it's also been a year of enormous progress. Biden cited COVID-19 vaccinations, record job growth, reduced poverty, more affordable health insurance, and a massive infrastructure bill as examples of his administration's successes. He admitted that the U.S. should have done more testing for COVID-19 earlier in the pandemic, but stressed his administration is doing more now. While it's cause for concern, it's not cause for panic. We've been doing everything we can adapting as fast as we can and preparing for a future beyond the pandemic. Senate Republicans are once again expected to block a voting rights bill in the latest partisan showdown. The Senate is on track to hold a vote Wednesday evening in an attempt to break a GOP filibuster on the legislation. It combines key provisions from two other bills, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Democrats need at least 10 Republicans to side with them to clear the 60th vote threshold the filibuster. That's not expected to happen. Fashion icon Andre Leon Talley has died. He was 73. Talley was the former creative director for Vogue and a pioneer as a black man in the insular fashion industry. Growing up in North Carolina, he became obsessed with the pages of Vogue magazine. I think I was reading Vogue at the age of nine. I probably was not reading it. I was probably just looking at the photographs. But I can say that Vogue was the thing. It was 
not out, I wasn't out shooting hoops. I was not out playing football. Standing at six foot six with a booming voice, Tally was a notable presence at elite fashion shows. He was the subject of a documentary, The Gospel According to Andre, and last year was recognized by the French government for his contribution to fashion. Tally pushed for greater diversity during his almost four decades at Vogue. Fashion does reflect who we are and where we are at the moment. Starting late Tuesday, he was mourned on social media with writer Gay calling him a beacon of style for so many. Next, doing laundry is about to get more expensive. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more, all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash briefing. Welcome back. It may cost you more to wash your clothes. CNN's Anna Sterla has more. Prices for Tide and Gain laundry detergents, downy fabric softener, and bounce dryer sheets are going up. Procter & Gamble says it's trying to offset some costs, transportation, labor, and materials it uses to make products. The head of the corporation says prices for some personal health care brands are also increasing, though he didn't specify which ones. That's all for now. We'll be back at 11 p.m. Eastern time with the latest headlines whenever you want them and wherever you are. <clears throat> Alexa, stop. We do, of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank our friends at, for, at uh, I'm sorry, at CNN, of course, so uh, five, five little news, news uh, headlines. And also, once again, to Amazon Echo Dot for helping to, to provide those here to us. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo Dot is, of course, a very useful research tool whenever you don't have your, you're not near your computer or your smartphone. You can help, of course, look up stuff, everything from uh, from your a project at work, of course, your child's project at school, or even, of course, a job interview. <clears throat> if you order anything off of Amazon.com, you can also, it will help you keep track, of course, or to let you know when it's left its place of origin and also how long it will take to get to your home, and then it will inform you when it should be at your home as well. So be sure to check out the Amazon Echo Dot here today, the preferred research tool of the WCWS radio network. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's now go to 411 Mania to bring you, of course, some pop culture, uh, some, some pop culture, of course, here as well. <clears throat> and once again, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania. For allowing us here, for for, of course, allowing us here in the radio network to bring bring you, of course, some of the stories that they have posted. <clears throat> of course, not just right here on Outside the Ropes, but of course on all our other shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And also, we hope to, of course, utilize. <clears throat> So you, we also hope to utilize you <clears throat> utilize it in a lot of our other uh, a lot of our other shows so we, we hope to get off the ground here in 2022 now ladies and gentlemen let's bring you of course some of those stories here that we promised you of course today Jeremy Thomas posted this story as the trailer release date has been revealed for a new age comedy entitled King Knight. King Knight was one of the standout films to premiere at Fantasia Film Festival last year, and now 411 Mania has the official trailer and release date. XZY Films has announced that Richard Bates Jr.'s Wicca-themed comedy, which stars Matthew Gray Goobler from Criminal Minds and Angela Serafin from Westworld, will hit select theaters on demand and digital on February the 17th. Of course, the full trailer and the poster is right here on this page, which you can check that out, of course. <clears throat> the synopsis is that Thorne, uh, played by uh, Goobler and Willow, appeared to have it all have it all as a revealed, reared high priest and priestess of a coven of New Age witches. But a secret from Thorne's past throws their lives into turmoil 
and sends them on a trippy, hilarious journey. You can check that out, of course, right here as well, if you wish. If you wish to, of course, uh, if you wish to, of course, <clears throat> uh, take a look at that, which, like I say, it will be out, of course. Uh, it will be, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, coming out, like I said, on February the 17th. A very somber, another somber passing, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Thomas has posted this today. As the star, uh, as one of the stars of Hannibal Rising and Moon Knight, Gaspard, you let's see, U L L I E L U L I, forgive me, I mispronounced that name. Sadly, has passed away at the age of 37. Gaspard Uli, the French actor best known for Hannibal Rising and a co-star of the upcoming Moon Knight, sadly has passed away. CNN reports that Gaspard passed away after a skiing accident in southeastern France. He was only 37 years old. While American audiences best know him as a young Hannibal Lecter in the 2007 prequel Hannibal Rising, he, was all, he had a prominent career outside that, particularly in his native country of France. The actor began his career when he was still in school with a role in the French TV film Femme in, in Blanc in 1997. After several roles on TV in the country, he made his feature film debut in 2001's period action horror flick The Brotherhood of the Wolf as Lewis. That role led to bigger, the bigger things as he won the Lumiere Award for Most Promising Actor for 2002's dramedy Summer Things. The role, that role also got him nominated for a César Award, which is France's National Film Award for Most Promising Actor. He will be nominated again for the same award the next year for the drama Strayed and will win his third try with 2004's A Very Long Engagement. He went on to co-star in the critically acclaimed 2006 anthology film Paris Jetamy, appearing in the segment directed by Gus Van Zant. His role in Hannibal Rising came soon afterwards. The film was not a hit or beloved, though his performance was generally praised as the best thing about it. Never had, had, uh, he never had as high of a profile in the U.S. as he did with Hannibal Rising. That may have been about to change as he played the role of Anton Bogart, also known as Midnight Man, in the upcoming Disney Plus MCU series Moon Knight, which will arrive on March the 30th. <clears throat> He also continued to be a big star in his home country, where he earned a Lumiere Award for Best Actor for playing fashion icon Yves Saint Laurent in 2014. Saint Laurent. He also won the César Award for Best Actor in 2016 for "It's Only the for It's Only the End of the World." On behalf of Four Eleven Mania, and also of course right here in the WCWS Radio Network, our condolences to the family, friends, and fans. Of of course, Mr. Ulel, he will of course be 100% missed. <clears throat> 37 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Very very somber, of course, here indeed. And I'm sure that there will be, of course, some. Um, there will be, of course, I'm sure some praise. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure, like I said, if of course this movie does get. Does get a little bit more. Uh, does get some uh, some 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 credibility here, you know, at a, at a future award at some point down the road. Jeremy Thomas posted this story today as items coming to coming to the Shutter Channel in February, including Hellbender, All the Moons, VHS two, and more. Shutter has a hell of a lineup scheduled for arrival in February including the new films Hellbender and All the Moons, two of the VHS films, the Boris Karloff collection, and more. The Horace Screaming Service announced the lineup of next month's new content, which, of course, you can check out right here on this page. also includes a new Joe Bob Valentine's Day special, the final, the final episodes of A Discovery of Witches, and a fair amount of library titles. And here are some of those right here. First off, a new film from Shudder called Slapface, which is scheduled to come out on February the 3rd. Also, All the Moons, which will premiere on February the 10th. 
They Live in the Grave will premiere on February 17th. Hellbender, which will premiere February 24th. A Shudder series, Discovery of Witches Season 3. Of course, the new episodes, of course, on Saturdays with the series finale on February the 19th. Shutter specials, of course, Joe Bob's Heart Heartbreak Trailer Park. Uh, a new Valentine's Day premieres, of course, Friday, February 11th. New additions to Shutter's movie library on February the 1st. Tales, Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Hood 2, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood, Cherry Falls, Queen of the Queen of the Deed, D-A-M-N-E-D. I will not say that word. Uh, Also, Roe, R-O-H, Amulet, Sensor, Sensor, The Initiation, Battle Royale, Battle Royale 2. February the 2nd, Blood Glacier in the Last Winter. February 7th, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Entwined, Fragile. City of the Living Dead, <clears throat> The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, also Initiation as well, February the 8th, I Blame Society, February 14th, uh, Knocking, Corporate Animals, I Am a Ghost, uh, Silent Retreat, Spring, Eat Brains, Love, oh, Lord, The Wretched, also 31, Hagazusa, A Night of Horror, and and Double X. 21st, Dawn of the Beast, Dogs, Detention, Come to Daddy, Bloodline, uh, let's see, Under Gods, The Lesson, February 28th, ABC's A Death 2, Across the River, Sputnik, VHS 2, VHS Viral, and that's all that's coming, of course, here to Shutter in February. And of course, the edition for the United States, a lot of them will be coming to Shutter, of course, uh, and <clears throat> of course, it's also available in other countries as well. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, back on Monday as the first trailer and poster has been released for the new Disney Plus series, Moon Knight. Moon Knight arrives in the MCU in March, and the first poster and trailer for the Disney Plus series Disney Plus released a new trailer for the upcoming Marvel Studios series during the halftime show of the NFL Super Wildcard game on Monday night, and you can see it right here on this page. The trailer focuses on Oscar Isaac's lead character of Stephen Grant, who believes he has a sleep disorder that makes it difficult for him to get anything done. As Moon Knight fans may be aware, it's not a sleep disorder. It's disassociative identity disorder, and he has an, alt- an alter in Mark's effect. We also get our first look at Ethan Hawke as the show's villain, the, also the Moon Knight costume and, <clears throat> and some action scenes. The series premieres on Disney Plus on March 30th, and it stars Isaac, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, and also May Kalamoi, as described, of course, as follows. Series follows Stephen Grant, who is a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts of another life. Stephen discovers he has his disassociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector. As Stephen and Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. <clears throat> so, there you, of course, have it right there here, folks. That will be which that ought to be pretty interesting indeed. But this is, of course, another one in the long line of the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies set to come out. This story came out on Sunday as Andrew Garfield thinks that Tom Holland should host the Oscars. With the Oscars seeking a host for this year's ceremony, Andrew Garfield has 
tonight, and that is Tom Holland. It was announced last week that the Academy Awards will have its first host in three years. While several people have reportedly been spoken to about the gig, Garfield told people that he's endorsing his fellow Spider-Man in Tom Holland. I think Tom is so charismatic and such an incredible performer and actor. I think he'd be an incredible Oscars host, Garfield said. I think he would be absolutely brilliant, and I would certainly be curious to see how he how he was as an Oscars host. He's charming, and he's such a showman, he's such a song and dance triple threat actor. I'll be very, very confident in his confidence. Holland, for his part, has said that he's interested, telling THR last month, yeah, if they asked me to, I would, and it would be very fun. I would really enjoy it. While Garfield may not be up for hosting the Oscars, he is considered one of the frontrunners for a nominee for his work as Jonathan Larson in Tick, Tick, Boom. The nominees will be announced on February the 8th. No, no one the host will be named. Of course, we'll definitely let you know, ladies and gentlemen, if we have any updates, of course, about that at all. This story also came out on Sunday from Jeremy Thomas as Daniel Craig said he pitched the ending of the James Bond movie No Time to Die at the premiere of another Bond movie, Casino Royale. <clears throat> no Time to Die marked Daniel, Cra Daniel Craig's final film as James Bond. And Craig said that he pitched the end of his Bond, Bond's arc after Casino Royale. In the final film, which, which released in October, 007 dies after saving the world again. Speaking on the Awards Chatter podcast, Craig opened up on why he wanted that to happen and how he offered Sam Mendes the directing gig for Skyfall. Here are some highlights courtesy of the plays. <clears throat> on offering Mendes Skyfall at Hugh Jackman's Christmas party, Daniel Craig says, I was definitely a little drunk. Sam turned up late and I hadn't seen him for years. I hadn't seen him since Road to Perdition. Sam sat down, we were having a drink together, and it just dawned on me. It was just like one of those moments we were already having conversations about directors, and this became glaringly obvious to me sitting opposite him. I thought, of course, so I just bas basically went, I'm probably not supposed to, do you want to direct the next Bond movie? And he, he just did this thing. He just kind of looked at me and squinted and said, yes. And then I went, I'm in, I'm in S-H-I-T now. I'm sure there is someone I have to talk to about that before I go offering directors jobs. It's not my responsibility, but of course I was drunk. On telling producer Barbara Broccoli about it, <clears throat> uh, Craig says, I phoned up Barbara to call him up thinking, here we go. I'm going to be in you know what now. I said, I think I offered Sam Mendes a directing job last night. She said, amazing, great. And when he pitched the idea of killing Bond, <clears throat> Daniel Craig says, I was driving with Barbara Broccoli in the back of a limousine away from the Berlin premiere of Casino Royale, and we were in a good mood because things were going well. Somehow the movie was successful, people were enjoying it, and I thought, oh, I didn't have enough time to talk to her, and I had this plan in my head, I just said to her, how many movies do I have to make because I didn't know, because I had never looked at the contract. She said, four. I said, okay. I said, can I kill him off at the end of the fourth one, please? It wasn't the fourth one, but it's the fifth one. And she said, yes. She, she said, yes. She said, yes. Uh, why he wanted to do it, <clears throat> uh, Craig said, and I had to be there. I had it there for a number of reasons. I wanted, I wanted it for many reasons. One, because I felt like it would be a good ending for me personally so I could move on. I could say, okay, I can't go back to that. This is it. I was trying to protect my future in my head because I realized how much this was going to change my life when I was trying to grab some control and say, okay, right now I can move to a point and work to that point, then I'll be good with this. If you have access to Apple Podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out the Awards Chatter, Chatter Podcast. It was back, I believe, the 9th of January when they interviewed Daniel Craig. So you can go back and listen to what uh, to what M Mr. Craig, of course, I, I've said about this. <clears throat> Our next story right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on Sunday as we, of course, have the box office report. And, of course, as a, uh, obviously Scream wins the top, top spot with, 
with a strong debut. And of course, I won't go over the whole process here, but I'll just name you name, of course, the movies that did, of course, make it make it into the top ten, of course, here for <clears throat> for this week. Uh, number one, obviously, uh, Scream. Uh, of course, thirty point thirty point six million dollars this weekend. This was its opening weekend, and we're at forty eight point six million. Number two, Spider Man No Way Home, twenty point eight million this past weekend. $698.7 million total, $1.625 billion worldwide. Number three, Sing 2, $8.3 million this past weekend, $119 million total, and $215.7 million worldwide. Number four, the $355, million, <clears throat> uh, uh, let's see, 287, 287.1 million dollars uh, um, <clears throat> so far at 92, well, I'm sorry, let's see. I think it's 28, it's 28.7 million, I think that's what it is. 28.7 million uh, so far, 92.9 worldwide. Number six, Bell, 1.6 million this weekend. Of course, 1.6 million uh, so far. I think this is this might be this opening weekend, and worldwide so far has done 59.9 million. Number seven, American Underdog. Once again, 1.6 million so far. Total has done 21 million. Has done 21 million worldwide. Number eight, West Side Story. 948 dollars this weekend. 33.7 million total. 57.5 million worldwide. Number nine, Licorice Pizza, $883,000 this past weekend, $9.6 million total, $13.8 million worldwide. And number 10, The Matrix Resurrections, $815,000 this weekend, $35.8 million total thus far, and $40 million worldwide. So, there you have it. The obviously, of course, Scream. Uh, we, as a lot of people figured, Scream was actually going to uh, pretty much be very, very dominant in, and <clears throat> uh, was going to be, of course, very, very dominant. Of course, here this past weekend, this past, uh, we have another story that came out here on Sunday, as a new trailer has been released for the movie Lockdown, starring Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash's latest film is the action thriller Lockdown, and a new trailer for the movie is online, of course, ahead of its release next month. Uncorked Entertainment released a new trailer for the film. Of course, you check it out right here on this page. The movie is written and directed by Micah Lyons, and it does star Kevin Nash, David Ford, and Stephanie K. Smith. Hitting on the man and DVD on February 1st it is described as follows. An action thriller is the Van Wick and Equalizer film series. The film tells of an angry mob fed up with the deadly virus that has wiped out most of the population that attacked a school that attacked a school to rid their city of those that they suspect are spreading the disease. One man must rescue his sister and fight his way out against the armed militia. That all will be very good. Comes out, of course, like I said. On the first of February. Joseph Lee posted this story back on Saturday as each world in Spider Man across the Spider Verse will have its own visual style. In an interview with Collider, Spider Man across the Spider Verse writers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller said that each world in the film will have. Style. Part one of the movie event will hit theaters on October 7th of this year. Part two will arrive sometime next year. And of course, some highlights here. Uh, Miller says it is, as Phil said, a very ambitious sequel, but we didn't want to just sort sort of do the same thing again. And so the idea that we'd be going to different dimensions really opened up an opportunity artistically to have each world have its own art style and to be able to push the folks at Image Works to develop a way. 
each dimension feel like it was drawn by a different artist's hand. Seeing the development of that stuff is breathtaking, and really, it's the reason we kept we keep doing it because it's so hard to get it right. I mean, of course, we still have a couple couple more stories to bring you here, but uh, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story, of course, on Saturday. As NB is moving forward with the pilot to the Quantum Leap sequel. <clears throat> I believe I may have probably read this, of course, here, this story before, but I'll go ahead and read it one more time. As we said before, time to leap back into the 1990s. Entertainment Weekly reports that NBC has given a green light to a pilot for a Quantum Leap sequel that will be set 30 years after the original. The original ran for five seasons from 1989 to 1994. It was created by Don Belisario. The original series followed Dr. Sam Beckett, played by Scott Bakula, a scientist <clears throat> who becomes trapped in the past when a time travel experiment goes wrong. He finds he is able to leap into the bodies of others in different time periods and can only leave when, when once he sets right what what once went wrong the series was canceled before conclusion as a result sam never returned home it of course also starred now the late dean stockwell as well as deborah pratt fans have been wanting a sequel over the years for for years and there have been announcements of sequels over the years with the earliest in 2002 coming from the sci-fi channel nbc said of the new series it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now, a new team has been to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. It is unknown. It was unknown, of course. This was this was as of Saturday. It was unknown if Bakula will be involved at this time, but he has expressed interest in return to that world in the past. Belisario will serve as the executive producer, along with Pratt, Stephen Lillen, Brian Weinbrandt and Martin Giro. The pilot will be produced by Universal Television and will have consideration next year. And I think we have one more here. As Steve Gustafson uh, posted, of course, I believe this was, this was, this was I'm sure, previously on. Uh, um, well, we thought we were going to have, of course, one more, but apparently we, I guess for the time being, we do not. So, <clears throat> so we won't work. So, so our apologies about that. I thought we, we thought we were going to have one from Steve Gusebson, but I'm, unfortunately we don't have it. We're just having a little problem pulling that up. So we'll, 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 we'll pause on that one, of course. But of course, it was it was going to talk about the top five worst bad villains. So you can go to Four Love and Mania, and of course, check out that uh, and check out that uh, check out that uh, review, of course, by Mister Gustafson, as well as of course several other guys at Four Love and Mania as well, and they and listen to what what their personal thoughts and opinions are on this topic. So there you have it primarily, ladies and gentlemen, with some of your pop culture uh, news, news and views here, of course, here as of right now, courtesy of our always at 411mania.com. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode number 389, 289, I'm sorry, excuse me, of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. This is uh, Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. It is 6.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WCWS Chad Schwartz here with you. As we said, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, uh, getting themselves prepped up here for a big-time night here as well, ladies and gentlemen, including, of course, here in the next little while. They'll be checking out, of course, <clears throat> tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. But speaking of wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our pop culture history and birthday report, I will go ahead and point out, uh, I did say I was going 
to explore things here at the beginning of the show. And here, and here is, of course, that explanation. We, unfortunately, was not able to get last night's edition of Revolution, which was the original episode 1095, due to, of course, a technical issue. We don't know if it had anything to do with TalkShoe or if it had anything to do with a signal glitch or something. We don't know what happened. And we and I even went over the whole thing myself, and I could not even find the main problem with it at all whatsoever. So as a direct result, ladies and gentlemen, what we had ultimately decided to do is, like I said, we're going to start the show a little bit earlier. Instead of starting at 9 o'clock tonight, it is going to start at 8 o'clock tonight, which is another, like, at least another hour, at least a little more than an hour and a half before that show will start. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, what we plan on this extended edition, of course, 138055 pound. This will be, of course, ladies and gentlemen, now considered episode 1095. And, of course, and we had no alternative, but for some reason we just had some sort of difficulty with this show. So I apologize in advance. Uh <clears throat> So anyway, so anyway, of course, ladies and gentlemen, what we what we of course had had decided to do was to of course bring you bring what is to bring you of course at this time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring you as much wrestling news and views, of course, as we possibly can. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to of course let John and Justin get, of course, at least yesterday's. Wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report in um, as of for the opportunity to do that, and we apologize. I apologize wholeheartedly to, of course, uh, John and Justin on this, and and so they will they will bring that here to you, of course, here tonight. In addition to, of course, bringing you also uh, in addition to last night, so of course, bringing you, of course. Tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, they'll get their thoughts and opinions in on what happened on Raw, as well as, of course, what what did happen, of course, here on <clears throat> what did happen, of course, here on NXT. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, any updates that we do have about tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite, we'll definitely bring that here to you. We also hope to hear from the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo. He'll have, a, I'm sure, have a a bunch more things to say, of course, here as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to get you a, like another update as far as the AEWUS College Championship. <clears throat> of course, uh, triple threat matches going on right now with the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, defending against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Empress and Marie Rickenbach. And also, ladies and gentlemen, here tonight, we will, of course, have another Trivia Championship Series match as the Human Suplex Machine John Gross will be on to defend the AEWS New Year's Championship against the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. So, and it will be done under wrestling trivia rules. I did get that. Uh, I did get, of course, a, a note from uh, from, of course, Mr. Gross, of course, earlier <clears throat> earlier in the day today. So it will be, of course, under Wrestling Trivia Rules. So be sure to, of course, check all that out on a very special edition of Revolution. Now, episode 1095, starting at 8 o'clock, 138055 pound, coming up here, of course, this evening on TalkShoe.com. <clears throat> so now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you tonight's uh, let's bring you some pop culture, history, and birthday reports here. Of course, as always, general pop culture, history, and birthdays, as well as movies, television, music, and sports as well. And so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. 
On 379 AD, Theodosius installed as co-emperor of the Eastern Roman Empire. On his date, 1812, the Peninsular War, after a 10-day siege, Arthur Wellesley, the first Duke of Wellington, orders British soldiers of the Light and Third Divisions to storm Ciudad Rodrigo. On Saint eighteen eighty three, the first electric lighting system was employing overhead wires was built by Thomas Edison. It began service at Roselle, New Jersey. On this date in nineteen sixty six, Indira Gandhi was elected India's fourth prime minister. And on this date in two thousand thirteen, calcium deposits are discovered on Mars by NASA's Curiosity rover. <clears throat> on this one moment for movies and television right here on the stage in 1955, the TV program The Millionaire premieres on this. Today in music history on the stage in 1853, Giuseppe Verde's opera El Trovatore premieres in Rome. And today in sports history on the stage in 2013, Lance Armstrong admits to doping in all seven of his Tour de France victories. On this day, 1935, Cooper's Incorporated sells the world's first men's briefs in Chicago, calling it the Jockey. Some birthdays to talk about here today. Uh, James Watt <clears throat> was born on this day in 1736. He would pass away in 1819. Uh, Confederate General Robert E. Lee was born on this day in 1807. He would pass away in, in 1870. Legendary poet Edgar Allan Poe was born on this day in 1809. He would pass away in 1840. Paul Cezanne was born on this day in 1839. He would pass away in 1906. And Matthew Webb was born on this day in 1848. He would pass away in 1883. Some birthdays, of course, to speak of here. Uh, <clears throat> one half of the Everly Brothers duo, Phil Everly, was born on this date in 1939. He would pass away in 2013. Legendary musician Janis Joplin was born on this date in 1943. She would pass away in 1970. Um, I believe uh, I believe she was a go lady golfer or a legendary female tennis champion. Mary Mills today turns 82. And legendary country singer Dolly Parton today turns 76. On this date in 1977, the world's largest crowd gathering, the Hindu Kubai Mela in, in India, attracts a then record 15 million people. Some weddings to speak of here. On this date in 1872, physicist Wilhelm uh, Rotchen, who was 26 at the time, marries Anna Bertha Ludwig in Appledorn, Netherlands. On this day in 1884, Peter Tynes, who was 39 at the time, marries painter and photographer Susan McDowell, who was 32 at the time, in a Quaker ceremony. And on this day in 1957, golfer Gary Player, who was 21 at the time, marries Bobby Verway's sister Vivian Verway. And one divorce to speak of on the state in 1977. Film director Martin Scorsese, who was 34 at the time, divorces Julia Cameron, who was 28 after only one year of marriage. Some some notable noted uh, passings. Legendary actress Hedy Lamarr passed away on the state in the year 2000. Legendary singer Wilson Pickett passed away on the state in 2006. Um, I believe this was a real big figure in sports. I think more mostly in baseball. Earl Weaver passed away on this date in 2013, as well as, of course, legendary baseball game Musial would also pass away on this date in 2013 as well. <clears throat> uh, on this date in 1915, one of the first to die in World War One fell not in the trenches of France, but in a leafy, leafy lane in rural England. So should he be ranked alongside battle heroes? Uh, 
<clears throat> and obviously, some people feel yes, and some people said some people said yes, some people said no. So, so obviously, of course, I'm sure that's still in debate. Even, even I'm sure even from from that point on, of course, this took place on this date in 1915. Now, of course, let's go to your movies and television. On the stage 40, the Three Stooges film, You Nazi Spy, about the Nazis released with the disclaimer, any resemblance between the characters in this picture <clears throat> was released with the following disclaimer. Any resemblance between the characters in this picture and any persons living or dead is a miracle. Hmm. On the stage 1955, the TV program, The Millionaire, first premieres on CBS. On the stage in 19. The first episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show is filmed. On the state in 1964, KFME TV Channel 13 in Fargo, North Dakota, a PBS affiliate begins broadcasting. On the state in 1968, WKBF TV Channel 61 in Cleveland, Ohio, an independent affiliate begins broadcasting. On the state in 1988, 48 Hours premieres on CBS. On the state, a couple of moments here in 1991. First off, the 48th Annual Golden Globes as the movie Dances with Wolves, actor Jeremy Irons and actress Kathy Bates win at that event. And a wrestling moment on the state in 1991, which I believe this was, this, <clears throat> this was, I think, Royal Rumble in 1991, I believe. Sergeant Slaughter defeats the Ultimate Warrior for the WWF Championship. So, and of course, I believe that was produced to the Handy Savage, who was known at the time as the Macho King. One birthday in movies and television, Dolly Parton today turned 76. And one passing, of course, in movies and television, Hedy Lamar passed away on this date in the year 2000. On this date in 2012, of course, some weddings. Indian Bollywood actress Deep Shika Nepal, forgive me if I mispronounce that. Who was 34 at the time, married actor Kashab Aurora in Mumbai. And on the stage in 2016, Gajini actress Ashin Thantamkal, who was 30 at the time, marries Micromax co founder Raul Sharma in India. And one divorce, as we said, 1977, Martin Scorsese would divorce Julia Cameron after one year of marriage. Let's go to your music history birthday. On the stage, 1853, Verde's opera, uh, Tu Trovatore, premieres in Rome. On the stage, 1884, Jules Massenet's opera, Manon, premieres in Paris. On a couple of moments here, 1971, No No Nanette opens at 46th Street Theater, in New York City, for 861 performances. Also, the Beatles' Helter Skelter album, the song Helter Skelter, is played at the Charles Manson trial. I want to say 1985, a single by Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, peaks at number nine. I want to say in 1992, Cy Coleman and David Zip, Zippel's musical City of Angels closes at the Virginia Theater, New York City. After 879 performances, it won six Tony Awards and eight Drama Desk Awards. In 94 rock and roll fame inductees included The Animals, The Band, Dwayne Eddy, The Grateful Dead, Elton John, the late John Lennon, the late Bob Marley, Rod Stewart, Willie Dixon, and Johnny Otis. As we said, of course, Phil Everly uh, was born on the state in 1939. He would pass away in 2014. And I was also Janice Joplin was born on this date in 1943. She would pass 1970. And also today, Dolly Parton turns 76. And also legendary musician Wilson Pickett passed away on this date in 2006. But now let's go to your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. Some sports history on this date in 1903. French newspaper La, La Alto announces new five-stage long-distance bicycle race called, of course, the Tour de France. On the state, 1920, 
29th speed skater class Thunberg sets new world 500 meter record in 48 42.8 seconds in Davos, Switzerland. On the state 1932, Charlie Knacker becomes the first Toronto player to score five goals in an NHL game as the Maple Leafs route the New York Americans 11 to 3 at Maple Leaf Gardens. On the state 1934, Major League Baseball Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain List. Joe Jackson's appeal for reinstatement into baseball. Jackson was banned after the 1919 Black Sox World Series. On the state 1937, Cy Young, Tris Speaker, and Nap Lajore was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. On the state in 1940, the LPGA Title Holders Championship Women's Golf in Augusta Country Club, Helen Hicks wins by one stroke ahead of Helen Deltweller. On the state in 1952, NFL purchased struggling football franchise, the New York Yanks, from owner Ted Collins, and they moved the club to Dallas, Texas. And on the state, also 1952, the PGA approves allowing African-American participants. Matthew Webb was born on this day in 1848. He would pass away in 1883. And as we said today, I believe she is a tennis, tennis golfing great. Mary Mills today turns 82. Also some passings, as I said, both Earl Weaver and Stan Musial passed away in 2013. Believe it or not, they were Stan Musial was born 10 years before Mr. Weaver was, surprisingly. Also in the state, 1957, golfer Gary Player, who was 21 at the time, as we said, marries Bobby Verway's sister, Vivian Verway. And also 2000 figure skater, five-time world champion Michelle Kwan, who was 32 at the time, marries American lawyer, lawyer Clay Pell at the First Unitarian Church of Providence, Rhode Island, they would divorce in 2017. So there you have it, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with your uh, pop culture, history, and birthday reports here, of course, for today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you, let's bring you, of course, like I said, uh, we have four wrestling uh, stories we'll bring you here, of course, before we close out outside the ropes here for the night. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Keith Lee and Lance Storm react to Walter's apparent name change. And there's a little bit more about this story here in just a minute. As 411 Mania did report, Walter apparently has a new name in WWE from the last night 2.0. The leader of Imperium took to the, took the mic after his match with Roderick Strong and declared that the winner was Gunther. This follows news that WWE trademarked the name Gunther Stark. Incidentally, that name is the same name as a U-boat commander in World War II as part of the Kriegsmarine, the Navy of Nazi Germany. Whatever happened with Walter or Gunther from here, both Keith Lee and Lance Storm reacted on Twitter. Lee, who had his own name changed during his time in WWE, wrote the following, Man, if what I'm hearing is real, poor Walter. And Lance Storm added, Need I remind everyone Vince saw me as a partying, as a partying dancing guy. Gunther is too much of a stretch all of a sudden. You can check out those tweets from both Keith Lee and Lance Storm, of course, if uh, if you wish to, of course, go back and check it out. And there's that story right here. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story last night. As Walter apparently renames himself Gunther on NXT. Walter seems to have a new name declaring himself to be Gunther at the end of this week's WWE NXT. Tuesday night show saw Walter defeat Roderick Strong in the main event of last night's show. After the match, Walter cut off the announcer declaring him the winner and said that the winner of the match is Gunther. Before Fabian Aigner and Marcel Barthel attacked Roderick Strong, the Creed brothers came in for the save, and the show ended with a brawl. As reported earlier today, as reported uh, early yesterday, WWE recently applied for a trademark for the name Gunther Stark that would appear to be Walter's new name, though it is not confirmed, and Walter has not yet changed 
social media accounts, nor has his nor has his name been changed on WWE.com. This new potential name is not going over well on social social media, as it has been pointed out that, that the first URL on a Google search for Gunther Stark brings up the name of a Nazi military commander. Stark was a member of the famed Olympia crew for the Kriegsmarine, the Navy of Nazi Germany. The Olympia crew was one of the most prominent crews and is described as follows on that first URL. This was courtesy of uboat.net. This crew chose the Olympic rings as their symbol. The 1936 Olympic Games were held in Berlin. It was the largest crew and produced more U-boat commanders than any other. Of the 164 who graduated, 140 took command during the war. WWE, of course, posted this on Twitter. This ring is an old brawl of this magnitude. At hashtag Imperium, hashtag Diamond Mine, hashtag WVNXT, hashtag Walter AUT, at Marcel underscore B underscore WVE, at Fabian Aikner, at Roderick Strong, at Julius Creed WVE, at Brutus Creed WWE. So we'll have to wait and see, of course, where this will go from here. The story came out yesterday. Jeffrey Harris, as Rhino, Rhino reveals his first interaction with Hulk Hogan and how it hurt his childhood image of him. During a recent interview with Talking Shop, Rhino spoke about an experience much earlier in his career involving Hulk Hogan that soured Hogan on being his childhood hero. Here are some highlights via WrestlingInc.com. Rhino, on his first experience meeting Hulk Hogan, he says, I get booked, pay-per-view with Macho Man and Ric Flair in the main event, and Macho Man had his dad, Angelo Papo. So, so back then you could rest with the boys, right? I'm sitting next to Angelo Papo, talking, watching Hogan, and he could see that I was watching him out of the corner of his eye. He didn't have to work. He was just walking down halfway. And security had 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 to pull him back. I was supposed to wrestle Road Warrior Hawk just to do a job before the pay per view to air on TV, but Hawk didn't show up. So they just go, "We might have you dress as security and hold Hogan back." I thought to myself, "I'm going to touch him," and I'm like, "So they don't use real security?" I'm in the business for like six months before that. All of a sudden, he had his own little locker room. There was a cooler, you know, out, out the outside where they put the pop in, right on mention. All of a sudden, he reaches in there and pulls out a beer. I thought to myself, I'm training. I'm learning carbs and all that stuff. He's got abs, and I'm like the kid inside. So he took over. He said, train, say your prayers, and eat your vitamins. He said nothing about beer. Yeah, he was 44 at the time, so I know he's over 21. He's legally able to drink. He's not wrestling. I'm doing all this in my head, right? And I'm watching the monitor, right? So I, this still lives in my head rent-free. So I'm like, okay, you know what? One beer, I'll excuse it. The child inside of me excuses things. Maybe it's a ritual. So then he grabs another one. So I'm like, my dad could drink 18 beers and not get effed up. So I can have two. Now I'm comparing this. Then he grabbed. Now I'm concerned, right? Not because of him getting out there and doing his job. Now I'm concerned because of my childhood image of him is being destroyed. So I'm making more excuses, right? Then he'd drink a fourth one and then a fifth one, and I'm really starting to get upset. On his reaction to Hulk Hogan drinking so many beers that night, Rhino says, well, by the fourth one, the big show comes back. That's when he was sitting in, in the audience. It would show, and then they would walk off. He had, the tra- he had the trench coat, him and the big show, the giant. Okay, his buddy came back, so he has to have a beer with his buddy. So that's like the fifth one. So here comes the buddy. Have one with them. So he drinks his beer. And I go, you know what? I'm effing done. I'm done. He's not my hero. I wish I never got booked for this. I still haven't forgiven him. I need an apology from him. So so maybe Hogan might see this. And who knows? Hogan might end up maybe doing something along those fronts. Jeffrey Harris, of course, posted this story here last night. As there are some apparently some more backstage details on Cody Rhodes, apparently no longer under an AEW contract. As 411 Mania previously reported this, I'm sure I think this was last night, news serviced earlier this week that current AEW TNT champion and company executive vice president Cody Rhodes is 
and not working under a contract with AEW right now. Dave Meltzer commented on the situation on F4WOnline.com forums and also today's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio. Meltzer, Meltzer said today that Rhodes is still with AEW. After rumors of Cody Rhodes being a free agent surfaced, that started speculation among fans on social media that Cody Rhodes might appear as a surprise entrant for the Royal Rumble, either as Cody or as former WWE alter ego Stardust. According to Meltzer, AEW is going to be appearing in the Royal Rumble, including John Boxley, who fans also speculate could appear as, as a surprise entrant. Additionally, Meltzer reported that Cody will still be appearing on AEW Dynamite tonight and that Tony Khan will not allow his talents to appear at a WWE pay-per-view event. Meltzer also speculated that the reason Cody Rhodes hasn't signed his new contract yet is that he hasn't been at an AEW show recently due to his selling for the pandemic. Meltzer noted that Cody had to fly home from Newark, New Jersey, instead of attending AEW Dynamite in the city on January the 5th due to a family pandemic issue. As previously reported, Cody announced back on January 8th that he and his wife, Brandy, were in self-quarantine with family who tested positive for the pandemic. Meltzer also noted this week via Twitter that Cody Rhodes is still slated to work on another season of the AEW reality roads to the top. <clears throat> this was from uh, Warner Media. In a post on the F4WOnline.com forums, Meltzer said that a person near the top of AEW told him that the news of Cody being a free agent could be a publicity stunt, but the source didn't know this for certain. Meltzer said, stated in the forum post, almost everyone is avoiding me today there, so either it's true and they're all mad it's out or it's a work and they don't want to lie to me. Cody Rhodes is still currently expected to appear on tomorrow's edition of AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> and Dave Meltzer posted this, I believe, on Monday. He, of course, talking about Cody, is currently slated to do a second season of Roads to the Top, so that probably tells you more than you want to know. So, folks, there you pretty much, there you pretty much have it, of course, right there. On that note here, I want to thank you very much for listening here tonight. Uh, of course, uh, for uh, a very... Uh, Early edition, of course, here of WCWS Outside the Ropes. Keep in mind, of course, coming up here in about like an hour's time, we will, of course, have our special edition of WCWS Revolution. As, of course, due to, of course, the situation that took place last night, we are going to have a lot, of course, on our plate here this evening, including bringing you, of course, some more wrestling news and views. Well, of course, John and Justin will be bringing you last night's and tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports everyone will get their thoughts in about what happened last night on on what happened monday night on raw and what happened last night on nxt plus we'll try to get some updates in on AEW dynamite also of course an update on our AEWS holiday bash championship uh poll match and of course john will take on justin for the AEW new year's smash championship all that will be taking place on the of course, the revamped episode 1095 of Revolution coming up here at 8 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. Of course, 138055-pound. Be sure to, of course, listen to us. <clears throat> Be sure to listen in, of course, right there. <clears throat> of course, be sure to check out everything we've got going on on our groups on Facebook as we continue to post a lot of great things. Also here, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our episodes on TalkShoe.com. Go back and listen to some past moments here, of course, of all of our shows. Be sure to, of course, <clears throat> comment on some of them if you'd like to leave your thoughts and personal opinions about them. Outside the Ropes, episode 289 is a broadcast of the WCWUS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio network to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection of course please continue to stay safe out there ladies and gentlemen the pandemic of course still a, a big top priority take every precaution that you feel that of course that is necessary here <clears throat> not don't necessarily listen to what the government has to say and all because a lot of times it may be just pretty much jumping the gun on this so just so just like i said just pull in just hang in there and we'll definitely get through this of course together also do, be doing a lot 
Father, because the prayer will definitely go back. The prayer will come back and, of course, help out in more ways than one. So definitely trust me on that front right there. So take care. And, of course, God bless here, folks. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything, of course, in between. <clears throat> this is, of course, the one and the only. This is, this is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. We'll talk at you, of course, on the special edition of Revolution coming up in about one hour. Take care. WCW US Radio Network. We'll talk to you later in the evening.